Well, friends, welcome back to the Deems List. If it's Friday, you know it's time for our Week in Review, the Week Wrap-Up here at the Eric Deem Show. What a week we've had. Um, the ESD Pet Peeve of the Week, I think it can be summarized in one word, masks. We'll tell you about a recent story, well, an experience that I had trying to get food, just trying to get food, trying to eat. That's right. What else has happened this week? Andy Cuomo resigned. Did we call it? Yeah, we called it. We said it would happen. Of course, it's no surprise. Another Democrat pervert out. The infrastructure plan. Rhinos and Democrats alike. $3.5 trillion in a framework. We'll talk about that. Mask mandates coming back. All the while, Obama throws a birthday bash on his private island. That's right, private island residence. Uh, rules for thee and not for me. Mm -hmm. Florida and Texas holding strong. We'll mention why that matters. Afghanistan collapsing. It's 20 years now, 20 years now, and here's where we are. Well, I appreciate you all tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Code of the West, our episode on Tuesday, where I talk about God's country. Uh, as you all know, God's country here in the U.S., Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your feedback. Thanks for your encouragement. And welcome back here to the land of the logic, where common sense reigns supreme. Cultural stewardship falls to each of us. This idea of homegrown common sense, personal responsibility, joy in life, gratitude as your foundation. Those are the things that drive the Eric Deem Show, and I appreciate you hopping in and uh, keeping your mouth shut. While this ride continues. No, I'm just kidding. I always appreciate your reaching out. Chief at ericdeemshow.com and on the socials at ericdeemshow. So, folks, it happened. Andrew Cuomo has decided he would resign. He gave himself a 14-day window in order to do that. This lady who's coming in, is currently lieutenant governor coming in, it's not going to be much better. I'm just Let me just tell you that. From a political perspective... I mean, she's already said mandates are coming back. And I mean, you, when you look at poor New York and what they've done, the Empire State has become the mandate state. And the question becomes to me, does Andy Cuomo think he's got a future? Because he didn't allow the impeachment proceedings to continue, which means he is not barred from holding public office in the future. So does he try for the comeback, the, uh, the I'm just an Italian? <laughs> excuse. And uh, I don't know. I think he's done. But he has, uh, what was it, 18 million? Yeah. He has an $18 million political war chest from his campaign, which is a huge bargaining chip that he'll be able to use. And I think, I think he's going to use it as any irate Italian would to get his way. And I think you're going to see uh, vengeance, and I think you're going to see him go after folks, political enemies, and I think you're going to see him uh, use that capital to keep this lifestyle up that he's had and to try to stay in the front, the forefront of democratic politics. If the Democrats are smart, though, uh, they'll divorce themselves from him. And uh, remember, you're supposed to believe the women. I'm just using the talking points out of their own playbook here. Believe the women. Me too. Well, Me too has come home to roost, and uh, that's the better alternative to focusing on the nursing home scandal. 
This is the guy who, because of, through his policies, uh, is responsible for thousands of deaths. But we again, we can't look behind the curtain and see that. We can't prosecute that because if we were to do that, um, this house of cards on health mandates by political figures would fall in. Speaking of a house of cards falling in, have you noticed the $3.5 trillion infrastructure plan that these folks are talking about, the 19 Republican senators, some of which aren't up for re-election, um, some of which aren't going to be re-elected, but of course the other's not up for re-election anytime soon. Some are, are retiring, so you know they're not, they don't have to be held as accountable, uh, unfortunately, to voters. Nonetheless, this uh, what the infrastructure in particular is like a trillion some dollars, and but but they're doing this what's called a three point five trillion dollar infrastructure plan because uh, just later this year we're going to have to um, go back to the coffers to expand our ability to borrow as a nation. Debt is dumb in most instances, and look at what we're doing. And if you peel back the layers of this quote-unquote infrastructure plan, what you realize is this is the, uh, the Hail Mary, dare I say, of the left, realizing that come 2022, and certainly on 2024, this um, spending frenzy and government expansion frenzy that they've been able to do, which is why the Democrats are rushing so much through, they realize that it's all going to come to an end for them in less than a year in the midterms. So they've got to race all this through. So we just need to hold on and resist, resist, resist where we can. Call our elected officials, those who will answer the phone, those who will listen. Help and support those who are making the common sense responses against this kind of Green New Deal spending. It just doesn't make sense. But, you know, you look at what the White House is doing, pushing forth mandates on uh, carbon neutral vehicles, electric vehicles. Folks, what's powering the electric vehicle? They're plugging it into an outlet. Where does the power in the outlet come from? Coal. For the most part, it's coal in this country. I, I think we could certainly make the argument that nuclear should be an option, an increased option. But the nuclear facilities we have in this country are outdated, and the environmental wackos won't allow us to proceed with clean alternatives. New nuclear, clean coal. They want us to push wind turbines, which never produce enough. So because they don't produce enough, we always have to have the coal backups running. The logic doesn't apply to the folks on the left. We know this. They, they've even left the Democratic Party. They're so far out there. So this is where you have what Bernie Sanders is running finance, or, or the budget committee. Are you kidding me? Bernie Sanders? <laughs> the socialist? The communist sympathizer? That guy? Yeah. So that's that's what we've got. And then we've got AOC on the House side. Um making bartenders everywhere look bad. Anyway, I mentioned my pet peeve, masks. Folks, we know that masks don't work. The kinds of masks that are being mandated, being forced worn. I went into a restaurant the other day, a wonderful restaurant, not in Nashville, not in Belpre, in an undisclosed place I won't mention, but I walk in just a fabulous uh, country diner. 
and I walk in. As soon as I walk in, uh, masks, 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 people yelling from behind the counter. Now, the folks yelling from behind the counter are wearing the kinds of masks that simply don't work. They didn't have a seal around their face. They were the surgical masks, just the white and, uh, the white and blue mask loops over the ear. They were under their noses, so the nose was exposed, and just kind of loosely form-fitting around their mouth, not even completely covering the face. And when you get up to order, they move it down below their mouth so that you can hear what they're saying when asking what you want to eat. It's kind of a cafeteria style. You, they put the food on the plate. I, I picked up a tray, hoping that that would be the way to, to proceed. Nope, not going to happen. The, you can't eat in the, here. Everything's to go. So they're using styrofoam, styrofoam to-go containers. Now, they gave great portions, so I'm not complaining. I'm complaining about how the logic doesn't apply and how it, it truly is medical theater. If you just have something on your face not properly form-fitted or any other way, doesn't even have to cover your nose, you feel like you're in compliance, like you're doing your part. Do you see how the emotion behind all this is what's truly driving this? Because now they've made it, and, and what a disgusting thing to do, they've made it an us versus them. If you're not wearing a mask, you don't care about other people. Ignoring the science focused on symbolism, focused on tribalism, divide and conquer. That, that's what this has become in a, in a very heated political environment that continues on even post-Trump. Remember, Trump was the bad guy, the big bad orange man. Well, they're still stoking the fires of division. And nothing proves that more than the mask mandates coming out. Folks, in both Texas and Florida, you have city councils and uh, superintendents saying that they're going to insist on mask mandates for kids in their schools and defy state orders. Governors Abbott and DeSantis holding strong, saying no, and we will take away your pay. And, and good, they should. This is why it matters. Because if you're going to test something, remember we tested Lockdowns versus the free states. The lockdown states and the free states had roughly the same death count. Quit counting the cases and count the deaths. That's where the that's where you can that's where you know where things are really mattering. They love to scare you with the case count. And if it's not a Delta variant, it's gonna be a Lambda variant, and we just keep going through the sorority alphabet in order to find out ways to scare you and draw on those emotional ties. So if you don't have the ability to say uh uh, an A-B test, you know, if everybody forces masks, then you can't point to, oh, look, well, this state didn't have masks, but this state did, and the outcomes were virtually the same. Well, that's what happened a year ago, and we learned that lockdowns versus open states didn't matter. Six feet didn't matter. The masks people are wearing, the cloth, the gaiter, the surgical, didn't matter. Even the some of the N95s with the vents, didn't work, and <laughs> take it even further. The particles of the virus are smaller than the fabrics people are wearing. So it's still getting through, and if it's not form-fitted around your face, it, it's, uh, you know, when you suck in the air, it's just the particles are going to come around. The aerosol particles are going to go around wherever you can get in anyway. That reminds me there's an Irish study out that we need to get to. JB, make a note of that so we can talk about it next week.
Anyway, so all of these mask mandates are coming out, and the media is the worst about it, trying to act like... Uh, did you see this? In, in Williamson County, just south of Nashville, uh, the, the state or the, um, the Board of Education was trying to say we're going to insist on it. Well, parents, thousands of parents showed up and said absolutely not. CNN and others report on this, and they actually say this is a January 6th type crowd. This is when you know that facts no longer matter. It's all about propaganda and fear and stirring emotions, two things that are completely disassociated and not even connected. They're trying to make the connection to play on the emotions of the viewer, emotions of the listener. Folks, we got to resist that, just like President Obama resists it. That's right. You know, he lives at Martha's Vineyard, which growing up, didn't we all think that that was Martha Stewart's vineyard? <laughs> I saw that on a meme the other day that, yeah, growing up, Martha's Vineyard, we just assumed that was uh, Martha Stewart's. And yes, for those of us not from New England, uh, that's what we thought. Welcome to Midwestern pragmatism. Anyway, Obama throws a 60th birthday party. He had to scale it back a little bit, remember? Yeah, it got out. Oh, 500 people, 200 staff, which I like those odds, uh, the, the ratio. That's pretty good. And, well, they had to scale it back, and so only a handful of private jets went in instead of several hundred. Anyway, uh, still had the party. TMZ and others leaked videos and images taken from the attendees who want to show that they can get down with the former president. Nobody wearing a mask. Everybody close. Oh, but they were outside. No, they weren't. They were in a built environment, a tent that was an enclosed built environment. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, the point of the matter is we're being told that our kids can't go back to school or need to have some sort of quasi-learning and have to be six feet apart in their desks while uh, the president, his billionaire, millionaire, and celebrity friends are able to party on a dance floor neck and neck. How is this allowed? If, if it's good enough for us, then it's also good enough for you. These are the same folks that are telling us alongside Biden and his propaganda that we need to scale back and rethink what's happening this fall. I mean, there are already conventions that were going to happen in Nashville that are going back and forth on whether to have the event. A couple of events have already been canceled that were going to happen in September, annual events. A couple of events are doing a virtual option. And I'm just sitting back and saying, folks, we've got to open the country. We've got to be completely open and, and resist this kind of nonsense. Our future depends on it. Because if we don't do that, the businesses are not going to be able to hire as many people because they're going to be afraid that they're just one you know, whim of, a, of Biden or his puppet masters from closing things down again. We can't go through it. Now, the cynical side of me says, well, that keeps folks dependent on the government, keeps dependent on the unemployment checks, the increased amounts, the government SBA loans. If the government is the provider of all of these things, instead of your hard work, instead of your own banks in your communities, yes, they may be the ones processing, but look at where the money's coming from. It's coming from just printing more money instead of the deposits on hand. This is dangerous. Something we should be thinking about. Spe speaking of money, 
spending way too much, $88 billion spent over the last 20 years. We start to pull out our 2,500 troops left in Afghanistan and the defense industrial complex. We start to realize, wow, they made a lot of money, and I'm not so sure we got the ball moved too far. And we've been screwing this game up since Charlie Wilson's war, since before I was alive, Afghanistan. You remember that movie? Great movie. Tom Hanks played in it. Highly recommend it. Julie Roberts as well. At the end of the show, at the end of the movie, after he receives the award from the clandestine service, CIA, he says, we came in, we did a lot, and we effed up the end game. That's right. We're not going to check the explicit box here on this podcast. At least not yet. And isn't that just about right? Since the early 80s, this has been the problem in Afghanistan. It's been exploited. We can have a whole episode on that and how the defense industrial complex, how opium grown there has played into the drug crises uh, here in the West. All of that can be talked about. But since 9-11, 20 years we've been there and been trying to do nation building. $88 billion spent. We start to pull out, and now the Taliban has taken over two of the three largest cities. That's as of today. They're going door-to-door, taking women as young as 12 as sex slaves for their warriors, forcing all other women to stay locked in their homes. Do we care? I care. I care for a lot of reasons. But will, will the media actually talk about this? And look, this is not necessarily a partisan thing. Trump wanted to close it, never did. Obama mentioned bringing folks back, closing our operations in Afghanistan, didn't do it. Bush certainly didn't do it. It's a complex issue, as most things are. They're complex, they're not simple, and that doesn't fit in a tweet. But this just goes to show where we probably need a presence in places, but us trying to meddle in the affairs of the governments there, telling them how they need to live their lives instead of just making sure our interests are protected, there are boundaries, and they've been blurred. Meanwhile, the defense industrial complex there in Washington, Crystal City, Pentagon City, everything right around the Pentagon there in northern Virginia, just continues to grow and expand billions and billions of dollars. The dark budgets, the budgets that can't even be reported for national security reasons, of course. That's just the tip of the spear as far as I'm concerned with the Obama-Biden, I'm sorry, the Biden-Harris administration, Obama's third term. I mean, price of gas is over a dollar more per gallon than it was a year ago. The inflation is out of control, and we're just talking about the first six months of the Biden-Harris administration. Media is not talking about that, so why should we expect the straight story on Afghanistan? So that's the week. Our wrap-up. Andy Cuomo out. What is he going to do with that $18 million purse he still has? $3.5 trillion in quote-unquote infrastructure plan, which is really disguised Green New Deal. Mask mandates coming back, but we're resisting strong. Thank God for places like Florida and Texas. Obama's birthday bash proves that they don't even believe the quote-unquote science they're trying to force us. Science that you can't question, by the way. You try to question science like the scientific method requires, and you're deplatformed. 
by the big tech oligarchs. Censored. Why do you need so much censorship and propaganda if the science is real, if the science is working? Mm-hmm. And Afghanistan, probably not a resort destination anytime soon. Do you have anything to add? Chief at ericdeemshow.com.